Shaq Lobos to Honest Tea with Shaq HP. Hey, everyone. What's up? Hey, guys. Y'all, let's talk about the buzz of the 16 and older being able to register and get the vaccine. It's such exciting news for the college population that we work with. It honestly is. I am so excited, especially because we already know that the college population has the highest number of COVID cases. Unfortunately, like our age group that was in like as the majority of college students has the highest number of COVID cases in New Mexico. And this can really impact where COVID is headed and finally give us back some sort of normalcy going forward. Like we can see the light. Uh, I know I'm so excited because classes are already face to face and it's going to be better. (laughs) (laughs) And you got to see your grandma, Chris. Yeah. And I get to see my grandma again because we're both vaccinated and it's awesome. Yeah, I feel like that's like one of the best parts about this is like now that more of us are getting even partially vaccinated, we can start feeling more comfortable like being around, especially like our older loved ones. And like, even if we have friends who are like immunocompromised, that's been like super like refreshing. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy to think about like all of our own reasons for getting the vaccine. And I'd love to hear about everyone's reason why getting the vaccine is important. Like it just makes it so much more real for us to all talk about like why we're getting the vaccine. So like Lobos, it's super easy to register to get your COVID-19 vaccine. All you have to do is go onto a website, cvvaccine.nmhealth.org and click on that you wanna create a new profile, fill in your information. It only takes a few minutes to fill everything in. And if you have insurance, make sure you have your card handy so you can input all your information. And if you don't, just say that you have no insurance. The vaccine is free. You do not have to pay for it with or without insurance. And once you fill that out, boom, you're done. You're in the queue. And hopefully you'll get a text message coming soon from the Department of Health. Thank you for sharing that, Leah. I think it's so important. And you're absolutely right. It's super easy. Once you've received your first shot, um, if applicable, you can schedule your second shot too. Right via that same website that Leah said, cvvaccine.nmhealth.org. Um, I just wanted to take this time to thank all of you who have already registered or received your vaccine, even if it's partial vaccine. You're doing your part for society and getting vaccinated and putting an end to this madness that we've lived in for over a year now. Um, Chris, Leah, Grace, what if you were to tell your peers anything who may be hesitant about getting the vaccine? Um, or registering, or, you know, just have any sense of pause about the vaccine, what would you tell them? Personally, I would just tell them to think about, like, all the folks who can't get the vaccine, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like, especially, like, if you know, personally, like, you can get the vaccine, and it's not going to affect you that much, like, think about like, yeah, like the folks who like are immunocompromised and can't do that. And like, and think about how important herd immunity is to them. And like, especially here on campus, like just the rest of our community. Yeah, I love that, Grace. Um, I totally understand that. And I honestly don't understand why so many people are scared. Like, I know it's kind of, (laughs) that's kind of saying it, but you're not going to grow a tail. Um, I felt totally fine after getting it. Um, I was a little bit tired, but honestly, it wasn't anything bad. And I would so much rather get that shot again than get COVID again or somebody close to me uh, get their life taken because of COVID. Um, So please just register, get the shot. It's easy. I think about like, 
the public nerd that I am, that we all get vaccinations or like herd immunity of us get vaccinations for like measles, mumps, and rubella because we don't talk about them anymore, really. Right? It's just like we hear on the news like clusters of measles break out due to non vaccination rates. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works. We've all been getting vaccines for diseases that have been around forever. They're not gone. They've just subsided because we get vaccinated. Same with the Black Plague. The Black Plague lives in Tijeras, New Mexico. You hear about someone dying from it every single year. It's alive and well. It does not go away. COVID-19 is not going to go away. But the one way we can curb with everyone wanting to open things up again, with people wanting to see their friends and their family, is to get vaccinated and build that herd immunity for our community, for our nation, for our world, just so we can go back to the things a little bit new of a normal. And hopefully soon it'll be like, oh, my grandma was talking to me about smallpox. I couldn't go to summer camp one year because everyone had smallpox. No one talks about that anymore because smallpox is like somewhat eradicated because people get vaccinated for it. And so it's, that's how I think about it. So please do your part, do your own research. If you're worried about stuff, look at credible sources, dig into literature. It's out there. Just go and read it. Everyone likes to highlight the bad and the good stuff. Go find stuff in the middle, <laughs> like make your own opinion on it. You don't have to believe everything you see on the news and the data is out there and it's readily available for you and crunch some numbers if you want. Um, if you want any of the calculations, let me know. But um, yeah, I did it so I could go see my grandma. And I lost my other grandmother when I was 10 and she calls me all the time and she's so sad she can't see me. So I wanted to make sure I could go see her, even if it's still in the driveway for 10 minutes. But um, yeah, that's my reason. Those are such great thoughts and great reasons. And like you said, Leah, everyone has their reason. You, all reasons are valid. Um, I, I feel, you know, Grace said about the immunocompromised people who may not be able to get their vaccine. And that's something that, you know, as, as a society, we not only have to think of ourselves, but think of others. And, you know, being able to see our loved ones like you and Chris both said about seeing your grandmas. I mean, I would give anything in this world to see my grandma and my grandpa again, other than in my dreams, of course, because um, <laughs> they both passed away. And I lost an aunt and an uncle this summer to COVID. And it's like, it's that if there's no reason other than to save the ones that we love, I don't know what more of a reason that we need. Um, but I love your appreciation and your honesty and your openness about the situation. And Leah, your public health nerd comes out and yes, continue to spread the word. Um, before we head out, this podcast is going to be a little shorter than normal because we have a long one coming for you next week. Um, we can't go without touching on the subject of the Johnson & Johnson or Janssen um, manufacturing vaccine pause that occurred. So per the CDC, as of April 12th, which was yes, um, on Tuesday, it was on Tuesday of this week, more than 6.8 million doses of Johnson & Johnson vaccine were administered in the US. The CDC and FDA are reviewing data involving six reported US cases of a rare and severe type of blood clot in individuals after receiving the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. In these cases, it was a type of blood, call, blood clot, <laughs> sorry guys, called cerebral venosis sinus thrombosis or CVST, which is seen in a combination with low levels of blood platelets. 
Um, all six cases occurred in women between the ages of 18 and 48, and symptoms occurred six to 13 days after their vaccination. Yeah, and so Tiffany, like they also said right now that these adverse effects are appearing to be extremely rare. I mean, like if you if you just divide like what 6.8 million doses by six people, like that's a super teeny, teeny, tiny number. But especially if you divide that in women, like, yeah, it might be a little bit larger, but it's still very, very rare. One in 1 million to be exact. And you're more likely to get struck by lightning, which is one in 500,000. I'm terrified of getting struck by lightning, by the way. <laughs> my grandma got struck by lightning. It's like one of my big fears. Like I won't even sit on the toilet if it's like lightning and thundering out because I think I'm going to get electrocuted. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's quite a good idea. Um, <laughs> I won't do it. That's so true. And I've seen like other, um, so Leah and I definitely look at the more public health epidemiological data, you know, pulling from the CDC, NIH, the WHO, things like that. And there are more blood clots that can occur in, you know, taking over-the-counter prescription or over-the-counter medicines or prescription medicines or, you know, going up into an airplane. People go on airplanes all the time and <laughs> change their elevation or go under, you know, deep sea diving. And so those are really good points, Leah. And Lobos, please know that the COVID-19 vaccine is safe. Um, it's, you know, it's the top, uh, the COVID vaccine safety is the top priority for our federal government and the scientists alike. They take all these reports of the health problems, um, vaccinations very seriously. That's why they put a pause on it, pause in it, even though it was one in 6 million people. If you are looking for more information and updates about this ongoing research, on the CDC's website, in their media and press release section, they are updating the public constantly. So you just go to www.cdccatdogcat.gov, G-O-V, and you'll be able to find all the information that uh, the CDC, FDA, and other scientists are putting out. Uh, yeah, that's. I'd like to point out that just because there's been this slight hiccup, vaccines do work and they are important. Um, I, you know, you, we risk our life doing so many things. Getting in the car every day is a, a risk. Uh, <laughs> getting in the shower, you could slip and fall. There's a risk to, to do everything. So just take a chance and <laughs> do it for those who can't. I totally agree with you, Chris. And Leah already mentioned that, like, we have these historical vaccinations that we have, like, seen work. Like, we, we don't have, like, outbreaks of measles and mumps anymore. Oh, I mean, we are starting to get see this again because of, like, anti-vax culture. But... <laughs> if we continue to spread awareness about vaccinations, we can um, continue to decrease um, the likelihood of these um, of these conditions, and maybe one day we can decrease the likelihood of getting COVID too. <laughs> yes, that's very true, y'all. Vaccines are very important to maintain our public's health, and it's probably one of the number one ways in which preventative medicine and preventative um, behavior change has worked and has been proven to work. So, Lobos. We have a new campaign coming out very soon, probably this week, maybe even today if Leah gets to put it on social media, um, but it's created for you by your peers, from students to students. Every aspect about this campaign was developed by your Lobo Prevention Pack, from creating the materials and doing the research um, to shock student employees who are looking at the vaccine hesitancy and the vaccine 
um, pauses and so forth and doing that research as well to your UNM marketing students who are actually putting together the videos and putting together the other marketing materials. Keep your eyes peeled for more information. And the tagline we are using is hashtag Vax the Pack. On that note, we better get going. Once again, thank you for listening to Honesty with Shaq HP. Bye, everyone. Bye. Talk to y'all later. Bye, guys.